This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Lord of the worlds. I bear witness that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his final messenger and prophet. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless every single one of us. Brothers and sisters in Islam, the choices we make in our lives shape up where we end up. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to make the correct choices. We'd like to take a look at what the Quran says regarding these choices and draw a few lessons for the practical day-to-day living of ours. Firstly, in Surah Al-Kahf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it very clear. He says, Amazing verse. Allah says, Tell them, O Muhammad that the truth is from your Lord. The truth has come down. The deen has come down. The Quran has come down. Justice has come down. What is right and wrong has been shown to you. Then he says, Whoever wills from amongst you, believe. And whoever wills from amongst you, disbelieve. Allahu Akbar. Imagine Allah is giving a person the option and saying, do what you want. Do what your choice tells you to do. But it is not loose-ended. Allah warns us to say, the consequence of your choice, you are enslaved by. You know what this means? I might be free to make a decision, what to do, how fast or slow to drive. May Allah protect all of us what to do in terms of business, anything. We will go through a few examples in a few moments. That choice is mine. I can feel it. If you want to stand up now and walk out, go elsewhere, it's your choice. If you've got the guts and courage, you may get up and walk out. Allahu Akbar. But whether or not the consequence of that will be within your control is definitely a different question. Something else. So this is why after saying... Tell them the truth is from your Lord. It's been revealed. It's been made clear. It's up to you now to recognize it or to let go of it. To accept it or to reject it. Then he says immediately after that, What a powerful verse. He says again, We have thereafter prepared the fire for the oppressors. Simple. Logic. Allah says, we sent down the goodness, you choose to believe, you choose to disbelieve. If you believe, you will get to know what will happen as a result, consequence of your choice. And if you disbelieve, Allah says, we prepared for those who oppress, those who have done wrong, those who have made the wrong choices in life, a fire that will be around them in a way they won't be able to get away from it. It is going to encompass them completely. So this is why Allah is warning us to say, you have a choice to make, make it wisely. <coughs> this actually seeps into every aspect of my life and yours. You have a choice. 
Are you lazy? Would you like to get up or not? If you get up in the morning for Salatul Fajr, there will be a result of that choice of yours. And if you've chosen in a way that you were lazy and you decided, okay, I'm not getting up, you will have to pay for it at some stage. Remember, every action has a reaction. You need to know this. There is no way that we can say, okay, I'm free, free will. People today think, oh, a person is free to choose whether he wants to marry the same sex or opposite sex. Astaghfirullah. That's the way people are talking. They call it a freedom. We say, the consequence of your choice, you shall be enslaved by. كُلُّ النَّاسِ يَغْدُوا فَبَائِعُ النَّفْسَهُمْ فَمُعْتِقُهَا أَوْمُوبِقُهَا this is something amazing. Every person shall go. You are going to go, I'm going to go. You have a choice, I have a choice. Your choice will either enslave you or set you free. Amazing. Even in business, let's give you that example. If you are worth $50,000, for example, and that's the entire worth you are. You don't have much to juggle with and you need to make a decision to invest. If you are going to, you know, uh, be, what can I say, attracted by a Ponzi scheme or a scam, and you're attracted by this pyramid scam and scheme, and you are going to, for example, put your money in that, whose fault is it? Allahu Akbar. You are the one who enslaved yourself by that decision. Don't come and now say, hey, it's your fault, you stole my money. But hang on, the decision you made to give that money in that direction, surely you are part and parcel of, you know, the, the system of blame there. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Who told you to make that decision? So you were free to make a choice. Do not blame others for the choice you made. You will pay for it or you will reap the fruit of it. May Allah benefit all of us. A very, very powerful decision on a social front that shapes up even your spirituality is your choice of marriage. Do you know that? We need to talk about it. Because when you choose to marry someone, that choice of yours will shape the rest of your future in a great way. In a very great way. Your choice of a spouse, and here I know people are looking at me because they're telling themselves, oh, wow, I'm already married here, you know. But inshallah, Allah make it easy for us. We're talking here to those who have not yet made decisions. And even if you've made decisions, there's always ways. There are always, you know, different paths that you could follow to improve, inshallah. But if you are unmarried and you just look at the next prettiest person around or good looking and a person who's wealthy perhaps or here or there, if that's your decision, believe me, you are enslaved by the consequence of your decision. Totally. Your life might head into spirituality or in another direction. You might lead a life of bliss and joy because you made a good decision based on deen. You know, someone who was cultured with religion, who was ready to sacrifice. MashaAllah. Now you will enjoy the fruit of it in that particular direction. But when you made a decision to get married, for example, to someone who could not lift a spoon to save their lives, then Alhamdulillah, it's your choice. Now you are enslaved by that particular choice. Now you need to do the lifting of the spoons. May Allah protect us. Really, may Allah grant us goodness. This is why it's important for the young to know that do not be attracted by that which is not really a good quality, that which is not really something worth dying for or worth marrying someone for. Because if that's the type of choice you've made, think very deeply. You will have children, 
if, for example, your wife might not be a person who is inclined to the deen at all, how do you expect those children now to grow up? One day you will become 45, 50, you sit back and relax, look at your children, look at your wife, scratch your head and start saying, yo, I made the wrong decision here. May Allah protect us. This is why we are taught, think very carefully in advance and tell yourself, I'm going to make a choice. A choice is mine. You can fight your parents. You can fight everybody else. This is my choice of a spouse. Nobody at the end of the day will be able to block you and stop you because it's your life. But your own choice, you shall be enslaved by its consequence. What comes thereafter, only Allah knows. May Allah protect us. That's just one thing we made mention of. Let's talk of another important aspect. As parents, those of us who have children whom we send to schools, do you know that the type of school you choose to send your child to will determine a lot of the future of that child? Did you ever know that? Do you think that your choice of a school will not enslave the child? You are imposing on the child to mix with people who may be of very low morals, who may not be people who even bother of their clean speech. And then you expect your child to come home and not swear. And you expect your child to come home and not have dirty ideas. But it was your choice. So this is why we say, choose wisely. Starting from your deen. We spoke about Salatul Fajr. Going down. Let's speak about something else which is spiritual. It is your choice to repent from a sin that might be your bad habit. And to do it quickly. It's your choice. Allah did not hold a gun at your head and say, engage in tawbah. He did not do that. But you might die now whilst committing the sin or whilst not having repented from it. Then only Allah knows what's going to happen. May Allah forgive us all. So the choice is yours. Do you want to turn now or do you want to just hold on and say, relax, you know what? I, I'm still young. I haven't yet had a pacemaker put in. I'm not yet unhealthy. I'm fit. I can still bounce around. Let me just do a little bit more. Inshallah, one day we'll see when we want to turn. If that's the case, you are using your choice very, very unwisely. Because Allah's given you good health. It's about time you chose to thank Allah. Like we say, every action has a reaction. When you insult Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you a little bit of time. That's because He is merciful. When you have a big man, give him one clap, see what happens to you. If you're not on the ground in a second, believe me, that man is not a man. Everyone has some form of muscle, dignity. You know, you insult someone in public, if he's a strong man, he will make sure he sorts you out immediately. That's what will happen. Or somehow, somewhere down the future, you've had it. Allahu Akbar, may Allah grant us goodness. Imagine playing games with Allah. It's only that He is merciful, that He allows us this chance. And He tells us, you know what? You did X, Y, and Z in terms of evil, which was unacceptable. We're going to give you a short period of time before we overtake you with punishment. So now He gives you two years, for example, to repent. This is just an example. Sometimes it's shorter than that. Sometimes it's longer than that. So you can be enjoying life for 20 years. You're still drinking, you're still clubbing. When is that going to stop? You're still going gambling, you're still oppressing your wife, you're still, you know, cheating, doing this. When is it going to stop? Allah says, do you want us to inflict you with a disease before you turn? By that time, the, the, you know, the, the choice you made will now have come to haunt you in such a big way that it compelled you to turn. That too is part of the mercy of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if you are sharp and intelligent, you will know. Let me get close to my maker. What hasn't he given me? We have food, we have security, we have weather. The weather in this country, believe me, is unmatched. 
go to the other places of the globe, you will see either humidity or heat or extreme cold or snow, mashallah. And here we have, subhanallah, throughout the year, acceptable weather. As a result, what we do? We turn to disobey Allah. Is it fair? No Salatul Fajr for the last 10 years. How can that be? We only come for Jumu'ah and that too we arrive late. If you are not going to use your choice of cutting your job at 12 o'clock and making an effort to get to the masjid before everybody else, it's not going to happen. We spoke about it, I think it was last week or the previous week. How important it is to fight yourself. Here we are speaking about fighting yourself to make the right choice. Allahu Akbar. And the same applies, my brothers and sisters. Let me tell you, when you are fulfilling your salah, it is your choice how quick you want to get done with it or if you want to treat it like an act of worship. Believe me, it's about time we began to improve. Everyone, myself included. Myself included, definitely. I need to slow down. My salah must be calm, relaxed. It's my choice. There will come a day when I will not be able to fulfill a sajda because of my health. There will come a day. And when that day comes, I need to sit back and tell myself, Ya Allah, when you gave me the ability to make sajda, I made it. I thank you to give me the good direction to use my choice in a proper way. And this is why in the Quran, Allah warns us. And this verse should bring tears to our eyes. Allah says, يَوْمَ يُكْشَفُ عَنْ سَاقِهُمْ وَيُدْعَوْنَ إِلَى السُّجُودِ فَلَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ خَاشِعَةً أَبْصَارُهُمْ تَرْهَقُهُمْ بِاللَّهِ وَقَدْ كَانُوا يُدْعَوْنَ إِلَى السُّجُودِ وَهُمْ سَالِمُونَ الله says on that day, the day in the hereafter, Allah will call the people to prostrate to him. Allah will say, prostrate to me now. And some people, their backs will be straightened. They won't be able to move and others will prostrate. And they will be looking, but why can't we move? We, our backs are straightened. And Allah says in the Quran, that is because when they had the choice, they did not do the sajda. Today they are unable to, because we took that away from them. Look at the Quran. So Allah is telling us, on that day, they will look embarrassed. They will be blackened. They will be so embarrassed that they would have hoped they did not exist. Imagine Allah, your maker, calling you in front of khala'iq, in front of creation, on that day to make sajda to him. The Quran says this. Those who were not used to making that sajda in this world, their backs will be straightened. They won't be able to bend. Nothing. Why can't you bend? Allah says, they are the people who used to be called to make sajda when they were healthy. They did not make it today. When they use their choice very badly in the past, we are not going to allow them to bend. We don't need that prostration from them. When I prostrate to Allah or you prostrate to Allah, the honor is mine, not Allah's. The honor is mine. I prostrated to Allah. I am so lucky, I am fortunate to be guided to use my choice in the right direction. I've always said, brothers and sisters, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. That's what we say in Sajda, minimum. If you are saying it three times, increase it two more times to five. Is it hard? It's not difficult. Increase it a few more times, concentrate, say it slowly and come up on that day of judgment when you are called to Sajda. Perhaps you might be the first one who's able to go down because you used to enjoy it. 
So ask yourself, am I enjoying worshipping Allah? Or do I take it as a burden? If I take it as a burden, it's about time to change direction in life. And look at Allah as your creator and maker, whom you will never be able to do without no lie. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. So this type of choice of fulfilling your salah on time, of reading Quran, you had free time, for example. How did you choose it? How did you choose to utilize it, should I say? If you chose to utilize your free time by sitting and watching movies, other people are leaving the real life outside. You know, this is what happens. If you have chosen your free time to sit and perhaps, you know, backbite about others, you've used it wrongly. That choice will come back to haunt you one day. How does that haunt us? It will haunt us in the following way. Day of Qiyamah, we come. And suddenly, the, you know, we've got a lot of good deeds, maybe salah and zakah and all the deeds are being taken account of. And then there will come a line of people and they want to see you. Why do they want to see you? We need to do a bit of dealing here. What dealing? Well, you were backbiting about us and now we are here to take your good deeds away. You pay. <coughs> so now your salah, I was there for Fajr every day. That's gone to X. And you know what? I gave zakah of X amount. It's gone to Y. And I, I fulfilled Hajj. It's gone to Z. And you know what? The alphabet started at A. We only mentioned X, Y, and Z. Allahu Akbar. If that's the case, the hadith says such a person, the way they use their choices during their life has resulted in the loss of all their deeds. The Quran makes mention of it. And the hadith makes mention of it. Subhanallah. Such that they will have no more good deeds and there will still be some people waiting for justice. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, no oppression today. Take some of your bad deeds and give it to him. Because now we are doing a barter deal. That day Allah says, On that day, your wealth and your children, they cannot help you. You know, today you have a problem, someone swears you and your child comes, hey, leave my dad alone. Because nowadays the children are bigger than their fathers. Have you noticed that? Mashallah, huge kids, bigger than us. Mashallah. So they'll come, hey. Watch out. In fact, people want to tell you something. They look at your son and say, Salaamu Alaikum. Because they know, hey, I can't say anything here. And another thing, the person is extremely wealthy. He thinks he can get anything done in this world. I got my money. Believe me, there's no bribery in the Akhirah. Nothing. Nobody's going to ask you, okay, give me a tenner in my hand and I'll sort you out. No more. The Akhirah, nothing like that. So Allah says, no wealth, no children, nothing will help you. Your heart, if your heart is clean, pure, without sickness, Salim means healthy, pure, spiritually good. In that case, you will enjoy that day. Allahu Akbar. Imagine you will enjoy that day. Walking straight through the green route. Even if anyone were to ask you, what's going on? You can tell them, come check, see my deeds. Here's my book. And these are all my deeds. I got it on my right hand and I'm happy. I'm walking out. May Allah grant that to us. So Allah says, you want that book. You need to make the right choices here in this world. Brothers and sisters, life is so short. The other day I read an article of someone who said maybe oxygen is so poisonous that it kills a person within 70 years. I sat and I thought of it and I said, mm, look at how they're wording it. Maybe oxygen is so poisonous that it kills a person within 70 years because it makes you age and it makes you do this. And I told myself, say what you want. Think how you want. The truth is you are going to die. And so am I. Allahu Akbar. Whether you were breathing nitrogen or anything else, you are still going to die. 
So what we are saying is, the winner is the one who knows, I need to prepare for that eternal life because people who are gone, are gone for longer than they had lived. Have you thought of that? If your life is 40 years, 50 years, there are people who've died for a thousand years. Where are they? Gone, over. They are somewhere. I need to prepare for that day. If this life was everything we were supposed to live for, do you know that it would have been much more enjoyable than it actually is right now? If this life was everything we were created for, we would all be flying on gold carpets, subhanAllah. Everybody would be wealthy because Allah says, okay, once you do your good deed, go and enjoy it straight away because this is all you have. The fact that when you are a solid mu'min, your life is still tough, that on its own is evidence that there is somewhere you are going to go to be paid for what you did. Going back to the topic, your choice needs to be made correctly. The payment of that choice of yours is coming. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen us and may He make us from people who can read the Qur'an, who can understand it, who can adopt it, and who can read the Sunnah of Muhammad وسلم, increase our knowledge, make the right choices in life. Wherever we have made the wrong choices, we can always come and make amends, inshallah, engage in a lot of istighfar, because that is by far one of the biggest and best ways of spending your time. Repent to Allah. Tell Him a thousand times a day, a million times a day, as many times a day. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li sa'id muslimin fa astaghfiruhu innahu jawad al-kareem.